gentlemen, boys and girls, salamanders, Komodo dragons, ducks, chickens, uh, whales, all types of mammals. What's up, world? It's the pals. The pals, yes. The professionals and animal lover show. Pals, your show, our show, our community that we are building together. Who is speaking? Well, it's your boy, the nonprofit sector connector, Tommy D, coming at you from the top of my house in my attic. And my sergeant at arms, all things advocacy, my pal, Val. What is up, Valerie? What's up, kid? Wow. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I I love our music so much. I love our introductory song, you know, the the one that just plays right before the show starts. It's like very soothing, very compassionate, very us. That's why I'm so calm. It's from that song that got yeah. me. It got me right. so mellowed out. Like you had to see me before that song, everybody. I was very high strung. Maybe I drank too much coffee. I don't think so because there's more on my desk to be drank or drunk. Oh, I don't I know. Think, if it's, I, I think you should switch to water at this point. I have, um. water. I have water also. Every <laughs> week funny. on this show, we we do three things. We learn. We educate. Val, what's the third? We advocate. We do advocate, and we are advocates. And I used to be a junior advocate, but now I'm all grown up. Look at me. I'm a big boy advocate. But no, the deal, well, yes. But here's the thing. It's about learning together. It's about bringing people on this show that are going to teach us and teach you all. And then it's about getting out there. I will tell you, last night I happened to be at a nonprofit event for the Scott J. Beagle Foundation, Memorial Foundation. Linda Beagle Shulman, Michael Shulman, so great to meet you both last night. And being at that event, I'm, I called Valerie at like 11 o'clock last night. I'm like, Val, I'm hobnobbing with all these politicians. And back in the day, I didn't really know why I would meet politicians or why I would be connecting with politicians. But now I know because I'm an advocate and I'm learning and I'm learning about how to make an impact in this regard. I've always said, Tommy D, how are you going to add value? How are you going to make an impact? Well, this is certainly part of that. So this show has been a real eye-opener for me, I keep learning every week. We have two exciting guests here today. Before we get into this conversation, I got to give one more shout out to my friend, Deb Jeanette, who came on the other show I do here on the network called Philanthropy and Focus. And why is this relevant? Well, because she's having a duck derby, okay? A duck <laughs> derby. Now, John Leonardo, I love you, my brother. They are not real ducks. They're little like the rubber duckies. And they're going to like, it's, I'm going to read. It's in Argyle Park out in Babylon. It's June 25th. That's out here in Long Island. It's June 25th. I will be out there with my crew. And you can adopt the ducks. Again, they're rubber ducks. But you can adopt the ducks. And it's to raise money for the Veterans Yoga Project, which is a really special organization. And on my other program, Deb came on, Philanthropy Focus. And the whole month of July on that show, we're going to be talking about veterans. Five, six, actually. Six different veteran nonprofits. So that will we'll kind of, we cross-promote because I'm on both shows. I want to say that there's also a duck derby in Greenville, South Carolina. No kidding. And it is, it's, it's incredible. Um, they, hi, by the way, my cat needs to say hello. Hello there, cat. Hi, Phoebe. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a great fun way to, you know, raise money um, for great causes, as long as everyone picks their ducks up in the end. But also, Tommy, um, yeah. I want to mention just briefly what the show is all about. Um, this episode or, or pals all together? No, all together, because okay. I think it's important for if we have any new listeners. The premise is very simple, and it's that animal lovers pretty much instantly love other animal lovers. And if you've ever seen us at a party or, you know, at, at uh, even a networking event, once someone starts talking about their pets or their their uh, volunteerism or whatever, they're gone. That's that's the conversation for like the entire night. You know what I mean? And what what we're doing here is we're building a community so that we can all learn about how to support each other. And that includes in business because all things being equal, if I want pizza and I know a pizzeria owner who has supported um, anti-puppy mill bill legislation and puts flyers of adoptable dogs on his pizza boxes i'm going to that guy i'm going shout to out to reno she's shout talking out about you reno she's talking yeah. about you reno de maria joanne's <laughs> gourmet and val i gotta cut you off because in 43 years I, I turned 44 in january and in 43 years i've eaten a lot of pizza i live on long island gang 
right? People say, uh, oh, you're Italian, right? I go, well, I'm, not, I'm from Franklin Square. Like, I've never been to Italy yet, right? So I don't know, right? I'm not, not that I'm not claiming Italy, but I've never been there. So, like, actually, people moved here from Italy. I moved here from Franklin Square. So the thing I'm saying is I've eaten a lot of pizza. I have never, until my 44th year, because my co-host, my buddy, my pal, sent me a pickle pizza from Reno's Joanne's Gourmet Pizza. And I will tell you, sounds like something you might not like, but it was delicious. And in fact, um, I think I got to send one down to Dr. B. Well, half, because I know he like he was all jealous because Valerie sent me the pie. He was called, so pie. jealous. He was so jealous. But I've told you this before. Uh-huh. Funny thing about it is you didn't just send me that pie. You sent me a regular pie. Right. And uh, I don't even want to get into the thing that we call it pie. And my friend thought I wanted an apple pie because he was from Massachusetts. Know the story. But you sent me a regular pie that day. And since then, I tell you the truth. I mean, that was January, six months ago. If we've ordered one, we've ordered 50 pies from Reno because my kids and my wife like that pie. And it's it's close to my house, but yeah. there's 15 pizzerias between my house and, and Reno's. But we order that pie a lot. So I, can, I can tell you want to move on. I know, I know how this goes. It's just, I just want to wrap up the point because this is a time where more and more people are, and I'm, I'm grateful for it, are paying attention to what their consumer dollars are supporting. People want to know the person behind the company. They want to know that, you know, uh, if you're an environmentalist, maybe that's your cause, whatever your cause is. But for us, this is obviously for the animals. And if, if all, you know, if I need a lawyer, it's a real estate lawyer. And I know that, that this lawyer is also joined us on call nights for, you know, to try to make a difference for the animals. I'm going with that lawyer. So anyway, I encourage you all, I encourage you all to do the same and to get to know our community. Mm -hmm. So here we go. So excited. We have two great guests and animal advocates. Yay. Hold on. Yay. Peggy's here. Ginny's here. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. From Long Island Dog Owners Group, um, LI Dog, with the best acronym like ever. Um, and <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So welcome. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. to be here. <laughs> so, so let's jump in. I mean, tell us a little bit about... Um, Long Island Dog, and I mean, you guys have been around a long time, since 1998. How did this come about? Yeah, so, um, yeah, we were, uh, it came about with a group of dog owners at uh, uh, Quandra Hall up in Huntington. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, um, uh, you know, uh, the park rangers were coming there all the time to um, give out tickets for having their dogs on, uh, off leash. And um, uh, dog owners got together to try to work with Suffolk County, which uh, manages the park, to uh, create an off-leash, an official off-leash area there, so that they could be there legally, you know, mm-hmm. uh, without having to uh, deal with uh, being ticketed. And um, I joined the group in 2002 because um, I was taking my dog to Quandra Hall all the time. And again, you know, the park rangers were a constant. Um, uh, uh, concern that they'd be there and be handing out tickets. Um, I went to my first meeting then in 2002 and um, at that meeting met all these other people who were as passionate about dogs as I was. And I, I knew I'd found my group. <laughs> so let, let me yeah. ask you a question. Let, let me just jump in real quick, Jenny, because I, I want to understand like this wasn't really, this was just a bunch of folks hanging out initially. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah. sort of found each other. And it wasn't necessarily like a, a nonprofit or an association or anything. It was just like, I got dogs. You got dogs. We should be friends. And right. Is that how it happened? That, that is how it happened. Um, you know, finally, um, in about 2002, 2003, we realized that we needed to be a formal organization. And uh, we formed Friends of Long Island Dog Parks in 2004, kind of to be the main organization to deal with Suffolk County, you know, on this park. Um, and um, and uh, then, you know, two years later, we got approval from the IRS as a, a 501c3, a nonprofit. So um, that's how we became a formal uh, organization. And when we became a formal organization, um, we expanded our uh, mission 
to go beyond just that one park and and mm. to you know try to create dog parks uh, throughout uh, Suffolk County and then uh, Nassau County because we realized that just one park was just not enough uh, to make yeah. I mean, I lived in Long Beach for, I don't know how many years. God, I love that apartment. Um, anyway, I remember back then that um, there was uh, an effort. Uh, now, this was dealing with the city of Long Beach. They have mm -hmm. their own um, board and uh, legislators. And I, I could have sworn, though, that uh, they thought they were going to get one block, one beach block. I think it was grand and um, everybody was like all excited. I mean, the truth is people, they're going to kind of, you know, sneak on if you don't give them the access because they want their dogs to be able to enjoy the beach. You know, m many dogs love the beach. They love water. And I just don't understand. Like, what's the pushback? What do they say to you? What, what do they want? What's their reason? <laughs> well, there's there's many there's many reasons, and and we've actually tried to go back and say, you know, when did these laws, you know, where did the law come from? And it was almost an impossibility actually to find a law or when it when it happened. I I, I almost think it was like it just always was, kind of like the earth. You know, it's like it's just always been here. Mm -hmm. um, but once upon a time dogs ran loose all over the place, right? I mean, when I was a kid, you know, the dogs were, they were all loose, you know, they used to run around, hang out, they did anything. I think it became much more strict as people, you know, as, as those rules were really enforced, you know, dogs have to be, you know, leashed, they have to be in the yard, they have to be that, you know, when all of that started to become um, much more prevalent across the island, the others were there. So now, now people are starting to look for places to go and have fun with their dog. There are none. So it's just this weird thing. We were never really able to pinpoint, you know, this is a date and this is when a law went on the books. But there but, is a, but if I get interrupt you, Peggy, because I don't have a dog. So mm -hmm. I don't, I've never been up against walking into a park and going and getting turned away. So like, I want to set it right. up for people who have not experienced that. Right. So the experience, if I'm hearing correctly, is like, as, as Ginny was talking about, you know, a Conjury Hall out in, uh, in Huntington get being ticketed so right. like this is so if i'm a dog owner i get to the park and i'm not i'm not welcome or i'm welcome my dog just isn't welcome right then i'm turned away and and what what i'm hearing is the problem was there was nowhere to go it wasn't no like you just can't go here but go across the street there's nowhere for you wow right. That's exactly right and what happened we had some people actually one of them is a member of our board um but when I first joined LI Dog, you know, many years ago at this point, my husband and I adopted a dog. Now, I never gave it any thought. I never even, our grandkids were around. They're like, let's go to the park. The park's, you know, five minutes down the road. Let's go to the park. We'll take the dog. Let's let everybody go to the park. And we couldn't go to the park because the dog was, I was like, oh, I never, I never noticed that sign before. Right. Oh my yeah. gosh. It was well, it's not relevant. If it's not relevant to us, that's what I'm trying to just sit, point out. Right. Like, if you don't know, you don't know. Exactly, you don't realize. So we said, well, you know what? There's a playground over here on the school. Let's go over there. And then you see the big sign that says, nobody allowed on the field, no dogs allowed. No, and I was like, okay, I'm sure I've seen people walk dogs before. Where, where the heck are we supposed to go? So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a strange thing. And so what the town or, you know, around here would say, well, I guess you can walk in the street. And, and I'm like, well, yeah. I, I'm not walking and getting run over every morning. There has, oh. there has to be a solution a little bit, you know, a little bit. So we do have to take a break, which is, I love cliffhangers. So, <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, we will be back next. No, I'm just kidding. We won't be back. We will be back next week, but we'll be back in 90 seconds to answer that because we've established that there's a big challenge or there was a challenge. There's a problem. And it's a team like yours, right? Margaret Mead, never underestimate the fact that a small group of committed citizens can change the world. In fact, it's the only thing that ever has. Right. So here's another small group of committed citizens changing the world. And when we get back from commercial break, we're going to find out how they change the world. This is Pals. Right. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. 
you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. This is Pals, the Professionals and Animal Lover Show. Wow, radio guy voice. I love when I do radio guy voice. All right, so listen to this. L.I. Dog, okay, works to create dog parks, increase access to public parkland and beaches for Long Island dog owners and their dogs. People with dogs. I learned that earlier in the green room. We were talking about that. This organization was formed or founded in 1998, and it was founded because, you know what? It's great when we have ideas and we want to go talk to politicians, but when we have an entity... It's a lot easier when we have structure, when we have people, when we have community, right? And we have business cards, even we get to, we get to, we get their ear a little more, right? They're paying attention to what we're saying because we're representing a group of their constituents. Val, what's another word for constituents? Taxpayers. And people who vote for you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Taxpayers and people who can help you stay in office if you are a politician. So um, we have Ginny and Peggy here from the organization creating hunt um creating trails and uh 100 parks working to to create almost 100 parks for for unleashed dogs right is that is that part of the goal no (laughs) okay then what did i read here i I, hold on more recently i worked with huntington trails committee and the town department to open the town's almost 100 parks so we're working working on that i i sometimes i summarize my notes and and i only gave half the story there but i just wanted to set it up right before we went to a break we we set up the problem okay there was a lack of space lack of access so what happened next? You you started to do this. You create this entity. What? Tell us that story, please. Peggy, so, Jamie, whoever wants to take yeah, it. Let me, let me start because we started in Suffolk County, uh, which is where I live. And um, what uh, really got things uh, rolling was uh, a particularly bad incident with a park ranger mm. <laughs> um, back in uh, 2006. And we uh, ended up writing a letter to the county executive, the Suffolk County executive, and told him, that the situation was intolerable and that there had needed to be an attitude change on the part of Suffolk County towards dogs and parks. Good. And a couple months uh, after we sent that letter, we started working with the Suffolk County legislator, Steve Stern at the time. Um, and um, he had just come back from a trip to California where he had seen how wonderful those off-leash areas are. And he was very interested in trying to do the same for uh, Suffolk County. And so we started working with him on legislation to direct the parks department to create new dog parks in Suffolk County. And uh, what really um, kind of uh, was the kicker that got things really uh, going was that the county executive, uh, the following April 2017, threw his support behind the legislation and uh, passed unanimously in the Suffolk County legislature. And the legislation specifically directed the parks department to create at least five new dog parks in Suffolk County. And that's awesome. Now, where's your pom poms? Where's his yay? Uh, How about some pom poms? There it is. Wait, so I I want to ask this about, let me just ask one question. I just want to ask one quick question. I swear I won't ask another question, but hold that. 
that's not true. There, like, is it like there? I've been in some parks that are really, really massive. Like, I don't know, Eisenhower Park, right here in Nassau County. Like, when you're not asking for a ton of space here, right? You're asking for some some area for these animals to run around, right? Talk to me about what the ask is, because I because it seems. Like, again, I, I use Eisenhower as an example or, or Christopher Morley or some of the I'm not mm-hmm. as familiar with the, the Suffolk County parks, but there's a ton of space out there. So what exactly were you asking for? Uh, when well, we we asked the Suff- world and we get a little tiny bits. <laughs> in, in Suffolk County, we specifically asked for two acre parks and, and that it was much bigger than Nassau County had created a bu- four or five very small dog parks already back like in 2000. Okay. Um, in Suffolk County, there was a very small one third of an acre uh, dog run in West Hills County Park. And uh, again, we felt these were, they were totally overused, totally, you know, overrun. And so we were asking for two acre parks in Suffolk County. And uh, we got one and a half acres in, in many cases, three acres in one case. Um, the parks, dog parks in Nassau County are a little smaller because we mm-hmm. have a smaller area to work with. Uh, Peggy can talk to uh, those uh, efforts as well. We can talk about the Eisenhower Dog Park, uh, in fact, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, Sorry, yeah. Eisenhower Dog Park was about a five-year process of working with county officials. Wow. And I think some of the problem on Long Island is, you know, you were talking about Long Beach is, is, is a city and the town of Oyster Bay. And then within the town of Oyster Bay, you have the village of so-and-so, and then you have the village of this, and then you have, you know, so you often don't really know who you're working with. When you see a park, you say, oh, this would be perfect. Right. And then you realize that park is really not a Nassau County park. It might be a village park. It might be a state park. It might be a this park or that park. So you have to, there's a, there's a, a lot of layers to get to where you really need to get to. So what um, you're saying is there's too many layers in government. Peggy, Peggy, don't let her do that to you. She's trying to trick you, Peggy. Don't let her do that to you. I'll say it. I I will. I will absolutely stand by that. But I because we'll have people come to some of our meetings and they say, "Well, you know, such and such a park." And it's like, "Yeah, but that you know, this meeting is about you know, I don't know, Nassau County specific, and that particular park is not. It's part of it. It's a village." So you can take the same method and you can work the same way. You're just right. working with different people. So it's it's a huge networking event, uh, you know, process to try to connect to the right people. And then people are voted in, they're voted out, they leave, they, they, you know, and then you yeah. feel darting over again sometimes from scratch. And you're always looking for somebody who likes dogs. <laughs> I have a few questions. Absolutely. and And that's what... I have, I think you guys might know, an advocacy group. It's registered with the New York State Board of Elections. We're not a 501 Uh uh, because I wanted the ability to support, endorse candidates or um, incumbents based on if they do anything for the animals, right? So the best example, of course, was the anti-puppy mill bill that just passed. We need those people to be compassionate leaders. Uh Uh, But... On your, um, uh, with your conversations with legislators, I'm just curious, cause I know, you know, money, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Um, do they understand, or do you, part of your presentation, is it part where you say something uh, about potential revenue for, for what recreational parks can do for revenue for dogs? Uh, Well, when we're, I'll tell you, I mean, when it comes to um, dog parks, um, we have talked to uh, elected officials about the possibility of, you know, of uh, levying a fee, you know, to use the dog park or whatever. Mm -hmm. But you know what, it costs money to put those uh, systems in, uh, you know, the key card system or whatever. So they end up kind of really not not doing it. And then when we're looking to create access to a park, like a, a trail or even to a beach, um, it, that, that doesn't cost anything. To, it right. doesn't cost the elect, doesn't right. cost the right. any money. So um, yes, you know, we certainly can talk about um, uh, bringing more people into the park. Certainly, you know, we do uh, pack walks at Sands Point Preserve and Old Westbury Gardens, these, you know, beautiful uh, places. Yeah 
the charge money, we bring people in, you know, yeah. to, to go to those events. See, I, I love, I love this because I try to take a business approach when also advocating so that it makes extra sense to the elected officials. They love being able to point to something and say, Hey, this is going to help us make money and whatever. Um, but, no, but some of the things that we asked Melanie when we were, I, when we, we, you know, like Jenny said, we talked about a key set. We did talk about ways, but in a few of the, the parks that I was involved in, they didn't really want to do that because you're almost charging a double fee then, right? I mean, I'm no, a taxpayer. No, no, no. But what, here's I'm an example. To come in and then I'm paying for the park. And it, and it was more that the, the, the town's officials would preferred the goodwill. I mean, it was, this yeah. is another offering an amenity that this beautiful park is offering to our residents. And that really right. had more pull than a money I, I understand. However, they, they could like, um, example, there's an event coming up, I believe this week. Um, I just saw it. It's a stand-up paddle boarding event with your dog. It's $40 uh -huh. um, in East Quag. Okay. Sure. So they could take, like, if I'm running an event and it's a pet friendly event at a park, I will probably have to pay a fee to rent that space. You know what I mean? To uh -huh. But, but additionally, and this to me is a more important point. So bear with me on this one, um, rough draft, but the reason that all of these laws exist, um, you know, keeping your dog on the leash, et cetera, is because unfortunately, sometimes when dogs get out, you know, they, there have been injuries, mm -hmm. right? So the irony is that dog parks, are provide a very important uh, benefit, which is the socialization of dogs. Right. Because that will help reduce personal injuries, attacks, attacks, dog on dog attacks, whatever. So this, we, we I believe- make that case. We yeah, okay, case. good, yeah. Yeah, we, we make that always. And social yes, exercise, good. exercise, exercise, socialization, yes. great. But you, right. you know, there, there are responsibilities to using a dog park correctly as well. So oh, yeah. you need to be careful. You know, I mean, it's not, it's not a one fit for everybody. Just like right. a soccer field is not a one fit for somebody who wants to play basketball. So a dog right. park is not, it's why they're wonderful. Um, there are other ways to enjoy a park with your dog. And that's why we got so involved in, in on-leash walking. You know, we'll keep our dog by our side, but we'd love to have a nice you know, enjoy a nice trail walk. Yep. Um, so right. exactly. dog parks, but like I said, they're not, a, they're not a one fix for everyone. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We make they are a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. And, and I'll tell you, I think it's also good for local businesses. Absolutely. Um, I mean, Absolutely. I went to what the heck's that famous place in, uh, not Prince, not Princeton, Pro Provincetown. Thank you. Uh -huh. Right. Anyway, massive dog town. You you can't go anywhere uh -huh. without seeing dogs. Yep. You're walking them. You walk into an art gallery. There was an art gallery with dog art. Like everything was like a painting of a dog. Right. Or whatever. <laughs> anyway, right. but I mean, you you're walking in and out of restaurants with dogs, and there's just dogs everywhere. That city there is booming. Their downtown district and everything. Their their restaurants. Their stores. I mean, it is a tremendous draw. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. I believe that we have to make some more businesses in this area aware of that. Mm. We, we did actually have, an, uh, there was a park which now exists, but there were two locations of two ideas and they actually moved it a little bit further away from the business district. I always thought that was a mistake for the businesses. Yeah. You, know, right you don't now. realize what, what kind of revenue that, that street could have brought into, to, you know, ice cream parlors and arcades and stuff like that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, people love to do everything with their dogs. And in California, people you know, they do. have surfing competitions. And <laughs> <laughs> it's like one yeah. of my favorite things to watch the bulldogs on, on a surfboard. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> well, I have to tell you, you know, when you look at California or Florida or North Carolina or South Carolina, you see 
all these dogs on beaches. Yeah. <laughs> and so it drives us crazy yeah. that other than the on the east end of Long Island, we can't take our dogs to any beaches, you know. I guess it's a, and again, you you looked at that and you tried to figure out what the history of of this was, but I mean the most obvious thing is I don't want to step in anything. That I, <laughs> that I didn't expect to step in when I take my flip-flops off. Like, I, don't go to the beach, Tommy. That's not fair, Val. <laughs> that's not fair. I don't think that's exactly how it is. I mean, you know, children, they let children go to the beach, but the children don't leave a dirty diaper that I might step in is what I'm trying to say. Anyway, we're getting gross. I didn't want to go. <laughs> Jenny, what do you think? Tell me. Yeah, so let me be very specific. So in um, January of 2001, we launched our uh, campaign get access to New York State beaches on Long Island. New York State um, uh, manages- New York State. Okay, so- (laughs) They manage 24,000 acres of parkland on Long Island, uh, more than half of which have shoreline access and dogs are banned completely from all those those beaches. And that's not right. You know, we're taxpayers. We support these uh, beaches with our taxpayer money and we're not allowed to enjoy access to them at all i think jenny you know i i gotta interrupt because we do we're over for a break so we gotta take a little break but i i think this just all this calls for is the way you and i met and you and valerie i think you'd already known each other but the way it was, was through a call night and i'm seeing as somebody who can see part of the future like not the whole future but i can see <laughs> part of it and i see us doing a call night and speaking to some of my new friends my new political friends my, and and making these connections and saying hey we need to look at this I don't know if this is the right answer, letting dogs run wild, not wild, but run on the beach. No, no, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We better go to a break. I'm already in trouble. I am so in trouble. I should probably just go back on mute. Look, we, but no, I think it's a conversation that we need to start having more. And with a little bit of influence that Valerie and I have here, you know, I think it's, it's great to have you on this because we're creating this platform to have these conversations and really expand and even activate other people in pulling these conversations forward. Talk about pulling conversations forward. We are way over time on a break. Let's take a quick break. We will be right back. Professionals Animal Lover Show. During the break, I'm going to share the website, which is lidog.org. So I'll share that and we'll check that out. Bye. Howdy. I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7 Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. pals are back all right this is pals and i'm sharing so for those of you who are listening in listen only mode um baldwin park dog run massapequa dog park bay park 
down in uh, East Rockaway. I saw Eisenhower on here. I saw Glen Cove up in my neck of the wood, Nickerson down by Lido Beach. So there's a ton in Nassau County. When we come back from the next break, I'll talk to you all about some Suffolk County. But if you're only listening or if you're watching, you can go to lidog.org, lidog.org. And we are back with Peggy, Ginny, Valerie, and Tommy. And uh, I, I got to apologize. I don't mean we want dogs to one run wild. I took the words. I moved them all together on that one. This is a responsible situation. But what I, my point before was just that we can do this together. And the more we educate people, the more they can go out and advocate, right? So that's important. So let's get back right back into the conversation about what's going on and how, uh, how this works. Can I ask a question? You can ask a question, sure. I would like to know, again, I think of Long Beach because that's where I lived. Um, but there's also a lot of bayside water, right? Mm -hmm. So not the beach, but still water. Why can't they do that? Like kind of, I think that's a really fair compromise. I'm not saying that, you know, they shouldn't do a beach somewhere too, but uh, <laughs> what's that? I said, take it away, Ginny. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. So um, uh, we proposed, you know, to the Office of Parks, New York State Office of Parks, um, that they, we've been very clear from, from the very beginning that we are not asking for access to Jones Beach. You know, we're not asking for access to Robert Moses or any of the big beaches where, you know, thousands of people show up uh, during the summer. Ocean lifeguards and everything. It, that would not work for anybody. Right. But that's too <laughs> packed with people as it is. Let's be honest. Right. Sometimes you go to Jones Beach in July, forget it. You know, you know. It'd be bad for the dogs too. Yeah. But, but more importantly, Jones Beach State Park is 2,400 acres. That's a really big park. So even though we're not asking for access to the main, you know, swimming beaches or even to the wildlife conservation beaches on the west end of Jones Beach State Park, there are a lot of other uh, uh, shoreline access there mm -hmm. where people never swim. They're not allowed to swim and where there are no uh, wildlife concerns. And, and like you said, Valerie, the Bayside beaches, you know, the, these are not swimming beaches, uh, the uh, beaches that right. uh, front onto the uh, Great South Bay. They have nice calm water. People never swim there. Again, they don't have the wildlife concerns that we have specifically pointed to those beaches and, and said, we think those would be appropriate for people to take their dogs, you know, without interfering yeah. with other park users. The, the other thing I would also say we're asking for is that there are portions of uh, the ocean beaches where people could walk their dogs during the off season. And again, not any place where anybody ever swims, uh, but during the off season where people could walk their dogs off leash, um, like the Fire Island National Seashore does, that's the National Park Service does um, on, uh, on uh, Fire Island National Seashore. And they do that every, you know, September to March. And the piping clover situation are, they're doing great. And, um, and, and it's working really well. So yeah, we can all, you know, work together, but what do they say to, what's the response to the Bayside access? Um, well, you we know, just proposed that. So you know, oh, we'll have to see what, what the, the responses are. I mean, you know, part of it is that, well, we've never allowed it before. So, you know, why yeah. should we? Yeah, but I mean, it? we know that's no good. You know, like that's always like my answer to that is you ever have a slice of pizza and burn the roof of your mouth? Yeah. Yeah, you probably had another slice of pizza, right? Like, that's not an answer. Like, am I like, well, we've always done it this I don't care. Right? Like, I'm not interested. But like, I, my, I, I want to know who do we need to get out there to? Because now Valerie is like a proud mama. She's like, oh my God, look at him advocating. No, but like, seriously, like, who do we, who, like, who do we need to talk to about this? Let's call it out. I mean, you don't have to call them out by name, but are there certain so who, who did roles? you propose yeah. to right. to? Okay. So I was going to say, I mean, you know, when we work with some of the towns, I mean, we can work directly with supervisors and elected officials. When you work with some of the park departments, you're working with maybe somebody who maybe is more appointed. They're not as concerned about a tax payer, somebody who's going to hit, a, you know, a voting booth and, and vote for them. So mm -hmm. some of these, and so, and they, it's just over the years, it's just the way, it's just the way it is. Some things have gotten a little bit more insular or protected. and Dogs maybe are not, were, were not high on the radar screen at the time. 
right? So there's been a huge, um, oh. like I would say within the past, even in, I could go back as, as short as only five years. Okay. There's been a huge cultural change. Yeah. I mean, you can't put on a television commercial without seeing a dog on it, you know, a television show, a movie, a, you know, advertisement in the paper. They all now have dogs, you know, real estate. You don't sell the dog unless it's, you know, you don't sell a house unless you see a little dog in the window. I mean, but all of that is, they're really recent changes. So, and like maybe even people. the officials have only just gotten a dog and said, hey, right. you're, they're fun to have around. Let's let's do this. You don't want to leave, you know, Rover at home. Once upon a time, Rover stayed home. Nobody cared. Yeah. But it's been a huge change. And it's been slow, but it's but it's very obvious. But, and, but know, also, Peggy, these people, these elected officials also need to realize that, you know, animals don't vote. But they don't owners, vote. But people but do they're, but their owners do. And that was actually, um, I remember in 2017, I was at a, at a protest uh, mm -hmm. about cats and um, the signs, a lot of them said, you know, animals don't vote, but we do. Absolutely. And so which towns have you proposed the, the, this, uh, the Bay Access proposal to? If you don't mind well, me asking. The, the, our petition, uh, actually, Valerie, we have not, uh, gone to the towns at this point. Uh, okay. We, our petition is directed at the New York governor. <laughs> oh, wow. It's yeah. specific. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Okay. Very specific to New York state. That's why we talked about a little bit in the beginning. You know, this beach is owned by that. This is this, but this, this petition is specific to, to, to New York state parks. Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. good. So uh, I'm feeling this call night thing like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd love to help you any way I can, and and we will. We will absolutely we'll cross promote it, or if you want us to create one, you know, we'll send out links. I mean, you have you guys have an amazing email list, and I thank you so much, uh, Ginny, because you joined our last call night, and then you took the information and sent it out to your email. How many people are on your email list? Uh, we have about 3,000 people on our email list Very and um, our Facebook group, which we also use to promote our campaigns and all of our efforts, has uh, more than 7,500 people. I, I, in fact, it might be even be closer to 8,000 people now. And that petition, that, that petition, since we're talking about it, that could be accessed right mm -hmm. off the website here, right? So I'm looking okay. at it and I'll share it um, on, on Facebook right now, everyone, so you can yeah. check it out. But that petition could be accessed right right off of lidog.org. And if I'm not mistaken, it was right on the front page. I think lower, yes, like is. middle front page. Yes. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll share that, please, Val. Right. And, and we have had meetings with New York State. So we have, we are, it, it's a slow process. You know, nobody should think that, you know, change happens overnight. Never. It's very slow. And it takes step. And people just, you know, they want to put their feet in the water, put their toe in the water and see how it works. <laughs> And a lot of a lot of officials have told us, you know, we've never had so much positive um, uh, acknowledgement as when we open up a dog park or as when we open up, you know, yeah. so it's kind of interesting. So it's again, it's it's a culture change and it's them starting to say that rather than getting all the angry phone calls, they had, you know, thank you so much for, you know, opening yeah. this, changed our lives. This, this is great. So it's a learning experience for everybody. You know, you talk about learn and educate. Well, it goes back and forth with it, with the town as well. Does, yeah. does, does, does Governor Hope have a dog? I don't know. We got to find that out. Governor, well, I, Governor, I don't know you. I don't want to call you by your first name. Do, <laughs> do respect Governor Kathy Ogle. Do you have a dog? We want to know. The people want to know. Well, I, I want to know. So. Well, even if she doesn't, I mean, I went a long period of time in my life where I didn't have a dog and it was because I love animals and I knew that I couldn't, if you're not home, you know, I was working crazy hours that that's not the right thing for the dog. So it, it, that doesn't, you know, preclude her from also caring okay. about this issue. But I will say it's important that these elected officials also recognize that dogs are people too. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold, hold on, hold on. Flag on the plane. I'm all in. Oh, because you convince me of stuff all the time. That one I gotta I gotta call Val. Because dogs dogs are not people, Val. 
Like, I vehemently disagree. We're gonna disagree. <laughs> I hate this. I, I hate this phrase, but I guess we'll have to agree to disagree on this one. I hate <laughs> too. But we, I'm right. <laughs> we gotta take a break, but when we take a break, I'm gonna share the Suffolk County dog park parks. How about that? On uh on the Facebook for you when we go. Um, and we'll be right back to uh to bring our show to a close and find out how you can get involved with li.org yes. and how you can help be part of the change. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Pet lovers. Pet Avengers Assemble. On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. are back in the house in the attic everywhere all right gardner park dog run want to tell you about that one south hold dog park isaac dog park which is out in calverton way out there so look there's a lot out in suffolk county too if you're not listening or if you are listening and not watching go to lidog.org and that'll walk you through the parks i do want to talk about gardner park i'll stop sharing now but i i was out there and i was going to bring it up because i was out there with uh an organization on saturday morning operation vest which the vest is an acronym for veterans ending suicide together. And they had a, a run, but it was the dog tag run. And I'm there and it's all the people. Well, the real people, you know, like the human beings are running and then the dog people, because apparently dogs are people. I'll just call back. You got to listen to the last segment. If you missed that one, <laughs> then the dogs are running and I take this video because my partner in crime here, I'm like, dude, I got to show Valerie this. And so all these people with dogs, but it's the dog tag run really drawing awareness to this tragedy that, you know, veterans, 22 veterans take their own lives every day, which we need to, we're addressing that on philanthropy and focus and, and in other channels. But I, I just call out garden park because it was so many dogs. And as you all were talking about these parks, I'm going, I was just in the park Saturday morning and it was dogs like all over the place. So what I really want to just call out another piece of what you, you, you provide so much information. It's not just a list of the parks. It's saying like this one, Mud Creek Dog Park. Caution. This site was previously used for glass recycling and dredge material disposal. Broken glass has been found in the sand. Be mindful, right? Protect your human dogs. You're, <laughs> I'm going to just give you the business about that, Val. But protect your protect your your family member, your animal. And that's great. What a bunch of resources you guys are providing, right? And I have to, this must be, you must have like 50 employees and like a much, like a tremendous payroll and like huge budget, right? Like, right? No? Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> no. But completely volunteer or a couple of employees, what, what yeah. tell us about it? The 100% volunteer organization, and there, and out of all of those 3,000 here and 7,500 there, there's very few worker bees. Okay, very, very few. And something that I hear often, because you know, I'll, I'll be out talking, you know, with my dog in a park, and people say, you know, 
why doesn't somebody do this? Why can't we go here? What is it all about? And I'm like, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, that's, I'm working on that. And I, 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 we're trying to get somebody involved. It's people need to become involved and you don't, yeah. that, doesn't mean it, it, that does not mean that it takes up a hundred percent of your time. No, but it does mean that you find out what's going on. And you know, if, if it's for dogs, if it's for something else and you actually get involved. And so that yeah. when we do these wonderful great pack walks and you know meetups and we do things where people have fun with their dogs it doesn't happen by you know clicking your fingers no. people put this together for other people to enjoy no right? but part of enjoying it is is giving back i mean we feel like we're giving back because we have so much fun doing it and we love it and volunteering is a lot of fun no i mean it's work but when you're working with other people it's fun no and doubt. Other people at, on a cause yeah. that you enjoy, like dogs, and everybody has a dog, and you can go to events when there's 50 dogs or 100 dogs, and they all get along. I mean, well, it's also, bad. it's been proven, it's been proven that pack walks increase adoptions. So what is a pack and, walk? Because I don't know. So some other people. Okay, probably hold on, hold on. Just hang on just one second, because I just wanted to mention this too. We did the anti-puppy mill bill call nights. The bill passed. We were all ecstatic. This is something that a lot of people have been working on for a long time. You know, protests, uh, emails, phone calls, discussions with legislators, etc. I was so exhausted that night. Literally within an hour of announcing that it, it passed, I started getting comments like, can you focus on this now? Can you yeah, right. now? And I was like, oh my God, can I have right. like one exactly. moment? You know, I, I'm like, I'm like, can I just, can I have a glass of champagne? <laughs> can I offer to help you on something that, that you really are, you know, I'll show you how we did it. Why yeah. don't you take up the reins and try to do a little bit on your own? Yeah. yeah. That's human nature. I, I understand that, but yeah. you really... You, you need, if you're enjoying something, if you see something that you really enjoy and you can see, the other thing is, yes, it is very busy here, right? It's very crowded. You know, I understand that these parks are well used. The mm -hmm. beaches are well used. There's lots of places that aren't so well used, but you really need to respect one another and respect boundaries for one mm -hmm. another. Mm -hmm. And it's very sad how one incident can ruin it for everybody. Yeah, yeah. So if Did people don't pick up after themselves, if people let their dogs loose and they, right. you know, care through a they while, they do the right thing. Right. Can, you, can you tell, it's explain fair. to Tommy and also everyone else who might not know what a pack walk is? Yes, sure. Okay. Yeah. So um, our pack walks are our group on leash walks. Uh, they're guided uh, that we do in uh, parks around Long Island once a month. And um, our pack walks uh, usually attract at least 30 or 40 people. Mm -hmm. Sometimes as many as 60, <laughs> you know, uh, people with their on-leash dogs. And um, I think, you know, people love being with other dog owners who really yes. love their dogs. Mm -hmm. They love seeing their dogs enjoying being out in nature because our dogs are, you know, part of nature and, and they love it. Um, and also we, uh, you know, we uh, scope out the trails before uh, we uh, take people on these walks. So we know where we're going, which is right. always nice. <laughs> and how to get back. <laughs> you know, um, and uh, it's, it's just, it, it's, a, it's a, a lot of fun. Uh, I'll tell you, um, because they're so popular, you know, they, like I said, they attract 40 people regularly. Um, it really kind of drives home to us how much people want access to parks and oh, it really uh, drives home uh, the importance of our mission to, to get people uh, access to these public parks, because uh, frankly, we, it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I got to just point something out because I just shared this on Facebook, but the next pack walk now that I know what it is, is <laughs> uh, Sunday, June 26th. Sand po Sands Point Preserve, right? That's accurate information that I'm reading there. Okay, so I know that area. Actually, I I don't sleep all that far from that area, um, and I do I do not have a dog, but I do have one particular son who likes dogs a lot. I might have to borrow a dog, like my neighbor across the street, <laughs> dog Barney, whose name his name is I believe his full name is Captain Barnacle because they're boaters. 
and it's where they call him Barney, which makes sense because why call the, the animal the name you gave it? Because I named the dog Michelob Light and never called him that. So, but that's another story. That's my issue. But, um, <laughs> but I think I want to be at that event and I'm assuming, you know, I can't just come and be like a looky-loo if I don't have a dog, right? I need to bring a dog. <laughs> You can come. Um, okay. You know, we'll we'll make special. But because uh, it's me, or like anybody can come without a dog. No, you can come. Okay. I, I would say that they are here for people with dogs. Got it. All right. Well, we will. I think we can get get Barney to go with us because my son would love to probably borrow him for the afternoon. Anyway, we are running out of time. In order, Ginny, Peggy, one last comment each. You got like ten seconds each. Ginny, you go first. Yeah, okay, I'll go first. So if people want to uh, support LI Dog, I would uh, ask them to go on our website and uh, click on the join tab um, so that they can uh, join our email list. Um, and the more people we have on our email list, the stronger we become. Um, and then also I would uh, encourage people to uh, join our Facebook and our meetup groups. Uh, they're a great way to become part of the Long Island dog owner uh, community. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, the other thing I would say is that we're having a uh, events meeting, volunteer meeting next week uh, on Thursday, the 23rd. If you want to volunteer and help LI Dog, if you want to be a part of our uh, organization, um, uh, please uh, feel free to come to the meeting. We welcome all uh, newcomers. Awesome. Um, that was a long 10 seconds. So Peggy, you got anything? Sorry. No, I, I, I just everything that Jimmy said. And, and like I said, just, just to get back into your, to you, it's fun to volunteer. It's yeah. fun to be part of organizations and it really gets you out of your shell and it's a lot, it, it's just a good thing to do for you and your. hundred percent. Totally agree. I love volunteering. Hashtag 60 days of service. Um, Val, say some words because it's something I'm looking for really quick. So talk about okay, so, what's going on in October because I need to know. I just shared your email address, Valerie-show.com. Uh, we just put that on Facebook, but tell them what's going on in October while I look what I'm looking for. Okay. So Tommy and I have decided to book our very first event. We want to make it an annual event. We're going to recognize through honoring, we have several honorees, um, people in the animal rescue and advocacy space. We're calling it the Compassion Awards, which I love. Like, I can't even emphasize how much I love the name. And it's going to be October 11th at the Refuge at 5.30 p.m. And I hope everyone who's listening will be there. And for right now, we're about to put the site up. We're about to put the website up. But for now, contact Valerie at pal-show.com. I put it on Facebook for you. Jenny, thanks for being here. Peggy, thanks for being here, Val. Thank you so much. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. So cool. So yeah, cool. One last thing. We enjoyed having you and we want to have you back. So we leave you with this. In his total commitment to nonviolence, Gandhi always included the animal, stating the greatness of a nation and its moral progress can be judged by the way its animals are treated. Make it a great day, everybody. We'll see you next week. business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Calling all pet lovers. Pet Avengers, assemble! 
On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.